Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. E stands for evil. And I'm the gamer in yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. And tonight we have Dead Simple by Bryce V. Garreau. So, we're going to try something a little bit different this episode. Um, for reasons. See, last episode, final thoughts and like outro discussion. So we're gonna try. We're we're gonna do something simple. Um, we're going to if you if you'd like to check out this story, dead, dead simple. simple, dead simple. Holy shit! I did. Yes, I totally. I totally. Uh, um, meant to do that. <laughs> yeah, I could tell. That's why yeah. you set it up for me. Exactly. Blink with or wink with both eyes. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, dead simple. It's by Bryce V. Garreau. Uh You can check it out at creeppost.wiki. And we're gonna start this episode by giving us a, by giving our initial recommendations, and then we're gonna dive into the spoilers of the sh- of the story itself, and our uh, grammar inquisition and our fi- actual thoughts, and then go into our full final thoughts of like why we recommended it or why we didn't recommend it, kind of thing. So we're gonna we're we're trying out a, a slightly modified. Uh, version of the show so and whether or not each uh, other's notes influenced our thoughts after the fact yeah there's been a couple of times where like i've changed my tune yeah and, and it happens like because you like we we, we kind of live in a vacuum before we start the show and then as we start talking and start like pointing out things that we either suddenly agree with or don't d- d- agree with like oh yeah you pointed that thing out that i didn't notice okay that kind of makes the story suck or okay you point out something in the story that like actually is kind of cool so actually i i'm gonna revoke my my dislike for the story a little bit more mm-hmm. so yeah um but i suppose i'll start off with my recommendation um i do actually recommend the story so uh mikey the stands for evil I do not recommend the story okay and gamer i mean it was okay i, I didn't hate it i'll give it like a soft recommendation okay so we kind of got like the full spectrum yeah <laughs> okay so yeah and if, if you're like-minded individuals to like any of our uh like past thoughts and like and kind of personalities uh and you're like a, a long time listener of the show um use that recommendation as you will if you want to check out the story first or just you know wait for us to go do our spoilers mm-hmm so if you're um, generally on Team Mikey, you're probably not going to like this story, for yeah. example. <laughs> God, does that mean we have to start a Red Bu- uh, Redbubble merch of like Team Mikey, Team Cultist, and Team uh, like Gamer? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I guess yeah. And the, 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 the be color coded. Wait, what? So what's Mikey's color? Because like I'm green, black. you're yellow, and he's just yeah. Is he just static or yeah. black? <laughs> black with a starfield. <laughs> Sounds about right. Okay. I mean, I'm not Mikey, so he can say words. Black with a green star field. Oh. So, <laughs> so, so polka dots. <laughs> Black with green polka dots. It's a star field. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right. So, yeah, if you if use those use those recommendations as you will, uh, if you want to. Um, 
but we are going to dive into the rundown and spoil here be spoilers. Mm-hmm. So, um, so Nair, because I don't believe we get a name for this, the the narrator of the story, correct, um, is on the run when his car breaks down in a small town off the Trans Canada Highway in northern Ontario. The town is so small, it's not even on any maps. Um, he tries the only gas station in town to refuel, but there's no gas coming out. Nair goes into the store and meets Joseph, an old francophone whose family, along with this town, was probably founded in the time uh, of the early French settlers. Um, The gas station is pretty sparse, and Joseph unhelpfully tries to help Nair with directions to another gas station, since they haven't had gas in that gas station for, like, since the 80s. Um... When Nair gets back to his car, he uh, encounters uh, two little children that kind of scurry off. Um, And when he tries to start his car, it won't even start. Um, Nair gets angry from this. um, So he goes back into the store and asks Joseph to borrow a phone for a tow. But Joseph is kind of weird about it and eventually calls his grandson who has a tow truck. Uh, he then points Nair out back to the picnic tables, uh, where he can, where Nair can wait for the grandson to arrive with the tow truck and such, uh, and even offers a glass of tap water because they don't have bottled water up uh, in this in this little uh, uh, dirt mound of a town. Um, as Nair waits out back, taking in the fresh air and the forest scenery, uh, that he'd he'd just love to run through free. Uh, he notices those two children again. Uh, they come up to him and ask him if he's a loop guru, uh, like their grandfather had said Nair was, which catches Nair off guard, not because they've just accused him of this, of being this thing, but because he is, in fact, a loop guru. And it's the first time in a long time anyone has used that term for him. Uh, that's when Joseph shows up, scares off the children. And then gives Nair the the glass of water and also a warning that this town doesn't want loop gurus back in here. Apparently, they've had encounters with them in the past. Um, Then Nair is left to wait and daydream of the woods again before he hears the tow truck in the front of the store and uh, some some French cursing. Uh, He arrives around the gas station to see the tow truck smack into his own car. Um, like the front bumper area, uh, and like there's a crunching sound that's painful to listen to. He was and... it back, wasn't he? No, it was Joseph. Oh, I um, was. no, Alan was uh, Alan Joseph's grandson was in the tow truck, um, pull like backing it up, and Joseph was trying to help him guide it, and then like there was like a pained expression on Joseph's like face when there's a sickening crunch as the as the tow truck backed up too far. Um, so. At this, like as they're kind of scrambling, oh crap! Like, like the 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 bumpers uh, bent in and broken, uh, the radiators leaking, and like there's a, a headlight that's cracked. Um, Nair gets angry that this is going to cost him uh, even more, and then he turns, though he doesn't recall what exactly happened. Just that when he turns, he only recalls his beastly actions when he turns back into a human. Uh, It's what happened before. It's why he's on the run and what's happened now. And 
when he turns back into a human, all he can taste is blood on his mouth and what human cannibals must call long pig. Finn. So. That's something like long cat, right? No, it's actually. No. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> have you never heard of that term, uh, gamer? I have. Okay, okay. I'll just. I, I was like, I, I must have mentioned it beforehand. Yes. It's, it must have come up in, in a conversation I've been in. Mm-hmm. Not to say that I'm a cannibal. I'm just. No. <laughs> um, anyway, um, moving right along to. Everyone tolerates the Grammar Inquisitions! At this point, uh, I got a couple. So I'm going to start with this one here. Um, Never was there a more iconic name for a town ever created, in brackets, except perhaps for some of those dismal little towns along the southern coast of Australia, like Mount Hope or Coffin Bay. Towns obviously settled by convicts and castaways, end bracket. Next paragraph. I was a castaway in my own right, running from my terrible past, period. Okay, so I want to bring this one up because I feel like the bracket was unnecessary or the brackets were unnecessary for this because it it's going into a related topic in the next paragraph. Like, So it's associated with, like, with what's happening in the last paragraph. Uh-huh. Um, whereas... I usually, at least from from my experience of reading and stuff, I usually see a, a bracketed piece, like a bracketed sentence or or note, as a form of like an aside or a commentary outside of what's going on in the story itself, like sort of giving some extra details that aren't necessarily important to the story. But in this case, it felt like the story did kind of use that information as like a segue to the next paragraph. Yeah. Also, it's so, a really long bracket. The bracket is longer <laughs> than the non-bracket. Yeah, there's also no. Huh. Yeah, there's also. It also kind of like causes that entire like uh, that first that that quote that I just mentioned, basically to be a one run-on sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like there's no periods except for the there's no break except for the brackets. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you could probably like put like a comma, um, like. Either a comma or like a period, like around where like it says the town's uh the most more iconic, uh wait, like iconic name for a town ever created, comma period, except for, except perhaps for some of those dismal little towns. Da, 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 da. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my first little thing here. Um, next one. Pleasant Creek was a hunting town nestled somewhere in heart of northern Ontario. Uh, and this one's just a simple, it's missing uh, a the. <laughs> so somewhere in the heart of Northern Ontario. Um, my next one. Only one gas pump with globe atop cracked and faded provided service to the locals. I feel like it should have a the as well here. Um, so only one gas pump with the globe atop cracked and faded. Or Does that make sense? Atop, cracked and faded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, at first I was like, with globe atop, like is like was at, I was almost wondering if globe was uh, like a logo or something like that, or but like no, it's probably that globe that you kind of see on uh, on like old fashioned gas stations where like it shows like where the gas is going through. Um, but yeah. So, bottom line, I think it needs to have the the there or an a there. Yes. Uh, and then on to the next one here. 
It looked as though it had transported through time from the 50s. I feel like it, the the it shouldn't actually be there. I think it should be. Uh, it looked as though I had tra- tra- transported through time from the. Oh no, from the fifties. Damn it. Uh, never mind. <laughs> cool. Maybe a comma. Maybe I don't know. It, it felt like it was like he, it felt as though I had transported to the fifties because of like the um. Just because it didn't sit like that, it didn't sit well with me. Just because it's a front it, so you're like, there has to be something else I can do with this. Yeah, you know what? That's honestly this is this is the case of an, of me actually like discovering like a shitty it uh, front it <laughs> in the story because it's like yeah, like using the sentence out of context. I thought that the it yeah, I wasn't sure what the uh, subject was that had been transported through time. Gotcha. Metaphorically, anyway. <laughs> I do think you're right, though. It should be like I had been transported through time. Because he's yeah. saying that everything looks like it's from there. Yeah, so it's like, well, yeah, has he suddenly just... And, and that, that's something that you often see, or you often hear in stories, or like when somebody's bringing up that they have they went through like a uh, through this like really old small town, like it felt like you were transported to a different time, uh, to a different time period, because like time is stopped with the architecture and the culture in those towns. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay, so, yay, <laughs> I'm still on top of that one. <laughs> Maybe. Sure. Uh, moving on to the next thing. I gingerly placed the seasoning salt back in its place, careful to try to line it up in the void of dust where it once sat. So I think it needs to have a comma between place and careful. So it's like, I gingerly placed the the seasoning salt back in its place, comma, careful to try to line it up in the void of dust, blah, 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 blah. Just because like when I first read it, it, I kept wanting to say, put the salt back in its place carefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And then it's and then I'd read the rest of it it's like to try and line it. Oh, okay, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. Yet. Yep. Okay, so on to the next one here. Um I walked back to my car dragging my heels into the dry earth, watching the wisps of dust kick up from my feet and tiny pebbles scattered their way tracing little roads in the dirt before of me. The four of me? <laughs> I, I think you need to just get rid of that of. So it's just like uh, tracing little roads in the dirt before me. Because <clears throat> like you see that, like I, I can visualize that. It's just like the rocks rolling in the dirt and like forming little like uh, rivet, uh, like a uh, little like trenches and stuff, right? <clears throat> so, but yeah, I don't know what that before of me <laughs> was. Um, also, maybe um, dragging my heels in the dirt. Or in the dry earth, not into the dry earth. Also, wouldn't he be making roads behind him, not before him? No, 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 because he's kicking his. So he, um, uh, so he's watching the wisps of dust kick up from from my feet, and tiny pebbles scattered their way, tracing little road. So as he's like walking, and kicking, oh. and like dragging his feet and kicking like pebbles, they're ahead of. They're they're going fast, slightly faster than he is ahead of him and creating those little grooves and whatnot. So Yeah, because like the pebble like flies out a little bit, hits the dirt and is like sliding along the dirt, making a short little path behind it. Yeah. I see. Yes. Uh and then my last one is he hadn't disappeared far as I heard him pick up a telephone receiver and dial. I feel like there should be a comma between far and as. So he hadn't disappeared far, comma, as I heard him pick up a telephone receiver and dial. 
it because otherwise we're trying to read Faraz together. Yeah, because like, and, and again, like I was kind of fumbling. I might actually keep some of my fumbles in this one. Like, yeah. as I was reading, as I was reading this one, I kept wanting to say like he dis he he hadn't disappeared as far as like I kept wanting to like change it slightly, even though like I was like trying to read over it wrong. Yeah, like he hadn't like, disappeared as far as I heard him pick up the telephone receiver and dial. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like ah, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like a, I was in a weird space, like. Uh, like, sometimes when I read a story, I like my mind tries to predict what's about to be read, or what, what's about to happen, like because my my eyes are seeing it, like what's ahead uh, subconsciously, so it's trying to like mm-hmm. reconstruct it like ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so, uh, but that's that's the end of my grammar inquisitions. So, Mikey, the E stands for evil. All right. Well, I got one that you didn't. So that's good. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> a quote here. I took a slug of water. Yeah, uh, that didn't sit well with me. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I was like, I guess that could work. But what do you, what do you got for? Uh, do you have a, do you have a uh, correction for that? I, I took a swig of water. Yeah, that's what it was missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I like I mean, the, the slug is filthy. There could be a slug in it. Oh God. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He did say he felt some sediments and stuff sliding down his throat. That may also be the slug. Yes. <laughs> Little escargot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's snails, not slugs. <laughs> Whatever. Sl- snails are just slugs with shells. <laughs> then I have an it story. <clears throat> Is it just an it story? <laughs> yeah, the, the, there was no front but no front and like it's just okay. front end. And now an it story with Mikey. The E stands for evil. Take it away. It was about five thirty p.m. when I drove into Pleasant Creek. It seems as though someone neglected to include Pleasant Creek on the map. It was a quaint town on the outside. It looked as though it had transported through time from the 50s. It didn't even sound as if electricity powered the unit. It was almost rancid. It was probably Alan talking. It was apparent now they were brother and sister, probably only a year apart, and looking about six or seven years old. It'd been so long since I heard that term. It was warm, and I could feel the sediment sliding down my throat. It was hard to argue with Joseph's logic. It almost felt as though something drew me here, but I couldn't say for sure. Finn. Wow. In my head, you you it was a town it, like this town did teleport from the fifties, but the process of teleporting the town, like the outside looks fine, but when you go inside, everyone's just been fused into the walls, <laughs> and so what? it's just like like it's just rancid smelling, and like I think that was Alan talking like on the wall, <laughs> or like I, I assume uh, at that point it's saying like. Out, like at that point, like it's first person, but then it zooms out to a narrator showing that Alan is the one driving the car 
and Joseph is next to him as they're having a co- the conversation. Maybe I don't know. Like, and then like the way it was like the 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 electricity wasn't going through like the 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 uh, or it, sa- it sounded like electricity trying to get into the box or whatever that was. I, that kind of reminds like that's the time machine. <laughs> I saw that as at that point he was just describing the town. Yeah, because like the town looked nice and quaint outside, but like as you get closer, the entire town looks like it's from the fifties. The entire town is filthy. The entire town looks like it doesn't have any power to it. Like all the descriptors of just that guy's store was spread yes. out to an entire town. Yeah, so we weren't just seeing like the one building; we were seeing like the rest of the town, just like the same way. Like it looks quaint from a distance, but then when you put your glasses back on, it's like, oh, oh, there's all the the rancid details. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and like just the air itself is just full of just like random shit floating around. So like he was driving around like with the window down and talking to joseph sitting next to him and that's how he was getting like sediment going down his throat just like from the air uh, <laughs> so, yeah because like and you, I, can, I can actually relate to that because like yeah when you're when you're driving on a dirt road um like you kick up a lot of sand and dust and stuff like that and sometimes it does get ahead of you if you're slowing down and such so, so yeah that changed it a lot <laughs> yeah <laughs> brass tags there's no mention of the werewolf or the loop guru no so wow that's amazing mm-hmm. did you see it a, a different way as well mikey um yeah i, I saw it sort of the way you're describing okay cool um I, I don't typically read these until the day of yeah so. yeah that's fair and for those unaware mikey does these it stories and conjunction junctions and such to highlight all the sentences in a story that start with the words that they probably shouldn't, like its, ands, or buts, because there's always better words to use. Indeed. Though I was surprised this one didn't have as many as I thought it would. Hmm. But uh, I guess it's on to Gamer. Okay. Pleasant Creek was a hunting town nestled somewhere in the heart of northern Ontario. Where exactly wasn't much of a mystery to the townsfolk as it was the mapmakers who placed all the towns and villages on these impossible to fold sheets. So when I read that, I'm yeah. like, what are you trying to say? I had to reread this multiple times to try to get it. Because like the location of the town wasn't a mystery to the townsfolk. You know, like yeah. all townsfolk of all towns, everyone knows where their town to is. To the townsfolk of Pleasant Creek. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a, a duh, you know. Um, yeah. And then, like, the wording of the map makers feels weird because it's like it wasn't much of a mystery to the townsfolk or the map makers. Yeah. Okay. Who put the towns and yeah. villages on the maps. But the next line also says that the map he has doesn't have Pleasant Creek on the freaking map. <laughs> So, so it, it's just sort of filler, <laughs> but it's also right? counter, it's contradicting itself. Contradicting. So what itself. I, there we go. yeah, I, I stumbled on that first sentence a lot too. Um, I actually, I, for some reason I didn't bring it up in the, my grammar position or didn't put, take a note of it. Um, but I did get what I think it was trying to say. So it's like, where exactly wasn't much of a mystery to the townsfolk as much as it was to the, map makers who placed all the maps and villages on those impossible to fold sheets. So it was like basically it's saying like the townsfolk know where the town ta- where the town is, but 
obviously the map makers had a trouble uh, finding because they didn't put it on the map. But it says it <laughs> it wasn't a mystery to the townsfolk. Yeah. As it was the map makers. So is that saying, yeah. but it was a mystery to the map makers? Yeah. That's what it's trying to say. It's failing, but it's trying okay. to say that. So it should be like <laughs> the townsfolk of Pleasant Creek know where it is. But yeah. it seems even the map makers who put all the towns on these impossible fold sheets didn't even know where it was because it's not on my map. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically explaining that like the locals know where it is, but anybody who, like the guys who make maps and stuff up of Canada and where all the towns are, they didn't know where it was because they didn't put it on the map. Yeah. I, the confusing part to me was the as it was the map makers. Yes. It, it didn't sound like <laughs> yeah. it was saying, but these people don't. It was sounding yeah. like the townsfolk and the map makers both know. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's kind of the way it's it's written is a little confusing in that little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'll move on to the next one. Okay. This is in regards to the car. The transmission had begun to overheat, and after driving any distance now, it felt like something kicked me in the ass when I slowed to a stop. So for me, I don't know if I would if I would Leave it at any distance. Maybe go to any long distance would be more appropriate because any distance also includes moving the car 10 feet. Yeah. It, it also says that like in the next paragraph, like it starts with like at every or after every hour of driving, she would need to rest for at least 20 minutes or um, before he, before he could get it out into first gear. So it's like, it's sort of saying the same thing, but like a little bit more clear on like the on like how long he has to like drive the car before it starts acting up again. Yes, and you're right; it does clarify it right after. But just putting one extra word in there, any long distance, yeah. that means both sentences are like even. They're both saying the same information, but one's elaborating it better. Yeah. So it's not. <laughs> I don't have to go back Sorry. over it and change what I'm thinking the car is doing. You know. Yeah, sort of like how in the story, like the car needs to rest after, like uh, before uh, before he can, he can even get it into first gear. This story needs a second, needs a first sentence of vagary of like kind of a vague like description of what's going on before giving us the more detailed sentence of what's going on. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but it's so vague in the first one that it leads you to like basically create some an it an idea in your head that isn't true. Kind of, at least, yeah. at least to me, because I didn't know what it meant by any distance. But I'll move on. I got back in my car. After a few minutes idle, the air began to warm up. The coolness of the air conditioner would be a welcome feeling. I turned the, I turned the ignition. The engine whirred and sputtered, but did not catch. So, um, when I first read this, I thought he got in the car and turned it on immediately, and he was sitting idle for minutes. And I was going to yep. say... You don't have the gas to do this, bro. <laughs> you have the gas. Why are you running the car? But then, like, he wasn't... But also, he wasn't running the AC for a few minutes, like I thought it was saying as well. Yeah. Because I thought he got in, turned it on, and the AC was running for a few minutes before he did anything. Because it said the AC... I read it as the AC warming up. Yeah, but it's. I think it's just, like, because it was sitting out there in the sun or whatever, like, the air had begun to warm up in the car. Yeah. So, so the way I, yeah, it, yeah, the way I rewrote it was: I got back in my car after a few minutes of sitting there thinking what to do. The air inside began to warm up. The coolness of the air conditioner would be a welcome feeling, comma, 
So I turned on the ignition. The engine whirred and sputtered, but did not start. So he's yeah. sitting well, there, that, car's that, off, yeah. it's getting hot, yeah. I'm turning the car on to get some air. And then it doesn't work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that, that cleans that up nicely. Okay. Yes. Good. And the next one? There's a pattern here. That damned car caused me so many headaches in the past year, I almost wish I hadn't bought it. So, did he buy it in this condition? Otherwise, wouldn't it be better to say, like, you almost wish you sold it over a year ago? Like, before all these problems happened? I mean, yeah. I mean, so if, you, if you got it, like, really cheap, like, I mean, you, some people do buy, like, really cheap, crappy cars, like, because that's all that they can afford. Yes. However, I'm pretty sure early on, yeah. he said that he's driven the thing into the damn ground and he won't sell it because he's had it for so long. Yeah, a whole year. <laughs> no, longer than that, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know, yeah. but like, yeah, I was, I was chuckling that. Yeah, there's a yeah, <laughs> but yeah, here it's like if he's had it for like ten years or even more, like why wouldn't he say, "I wish I sold it before it got so bad" or something? You know? Yeah. If you had a car for so long and it's served you well, and you're but begrudgingly not selling it, even though it's falling apart. You wouldn't be saying these headaches of the past year make me wish I never bought in the first place. Cause I'm sure he had like a decade of just a relatively proper working car that he enjoyed. Hence why he loves it so much that he's wanting to keep it. So he wouldn't yeah, want why he'd to rather never buy yeah. it. Yeah. Honestly, that kind of goes right into my, my, uh, into my first actual thought, but I'll, I'll save that till we actually do the actual thoughts. <laughs> okay. My next one's super simple. So we'll just end it up here. I could always tell when someone was lying, just like the way someone can tell when it's raining and they're standing outside in the middle of the street during a thunderstorm. So this one's kind of hard to read where the problem mm-hmm. is on multiple ways. Um, the problem is, it says, I could always tell when someone was lying to me, just like the way that some space one can tell. So that should also be someone together as one word, not some space one. Yeah. And I didn't. I almost didn't catch it at first because the way that my screen is formatted, that sum was at the end, right end of the page, and the one was on the left side of the page, like at the next line down. Like, wait, that shouldn't have been broken up because it's someone. It's still talking about yeah. someone, not some one thing, right? Yeah. Exactly. And that is all of my grammar in yellow. All right. Well, hopping into actual thoughts then, uh, and pull, kind of segueing from your the the second last grammar inquisition that you had. Yes. Um, so, going to start with this comment here. Yeah. Driving it had become a nightmare, but it served me well in the past, and I was not quite ready to part with it just yet. So that's like the very beginning of the story, as he's de- like talking about how crappy his car is and such, mm-hmm. and how like it's. Um, and even and and my comment here was like, even though you're on the run for something, likely murder, yeah. <laughs> as we find out by by the end of the story, and need a quick and potentially inconspicuous vehicle, screw sentimentality, ditch that car and and hijack a new one. <laughs> um, like just because like especially since like he's not that far from like the town that where he uh like according based on like what we find out later in the story like. Kapuskasing uh, um, is like sixty kilometers away from the, where he where he ended up in in Pleasant Creek. So it's like 
he's only 60 kilometers away from the town where he probably murdered some people. Probably. <laughs> so, and, and like the, the RCMP or the cops are looking for uh, an, a, a conspicuous car, like a, an old Impala that like pops and like, and like the, the transmission like cries out every like couple of minutes. <laughs> yeah. He probably shouldn't switch cars. You're right. Yeah, he probably like yeah, like screw this like oh, but I've had this car for for years and like she's my baby and it's just like yeah, no, ditch ditch the Impala, get something better. <laughs> find find a find a caravan, they're everywhere. It's an Impala, it's an Intrepid. <laughs> Intrepid, that's what it is. I kept I kept thinking it was an Impala to be honest. <laughs> no. Like I read Intrepid and I I, I envisioned an Impala because I, I, I same. <laughs> you know you know what it is because the entire time I was picturing the, the 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 old like a muscle car like the Impala from uh from, from Supernatural. Oh <laughs> no no like from like in in Supernatural and because uh because they're doing a a new uh, a sequ- like a spinoff series to the Supernatural TV show uh called the Winchesters and um uh the Impala is like a major. Like it's practically a character oh, okay. <laughs> in that series, so that's why I kept I kept thinking of it when I was uh, reading Intrepid. Nice. <laughs> What's an Intrepid look like? That it's not an Impala. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, intrepid car. <laughs> yeah, that is not an Impala. It really isn't. <laughs> uh, it's almost like Captain Salanum's uh, car right now. Sort of. Yeah. Almost. It's just kind of a, a generic two thousands ish kind of car. Yeah. I'm looking at what an Impala car just to be Yeah, that is definitely <laughs> not an yeah. Wow. All right. Well uh the the comments I could I could hear them now being typed. It's like cultist, no. It's You're stupid. Fine. Uh all right, anyway, yeah. So yes, but my, my statement stands. Screw sentimentality, get a new car. Yeah. And then moving on, speaking of the car and like his attachment to it, there was something almost erotic about pumping gas, a phallic looking nozzle forcibly inserted into an opening just slightly big enough for it to somehow seem wrong. A gentle squeeze and liquid would issue forth, filling the belly of my old girl. This guy, uh, uh been on the trans canada highway a bit too long first, alone it's the first time that i when you've been reading your your note i've just been sitting here with like face palming as you're reading it <laughs> but like yeah my comment was like like as i was reading it i was like this guy's been on the road a little too long alone my comment to, like to little... that was you wrote this didn't you cultist i see you I, how <laughs> dare you sir <laughs> i did not uh-huh my mind is sometimes in the gutter, not always. I I was honestly like on on the same board with you, just like la- like kind of like, oh god. <laughs> but he really uh, loves his car. Yeah, like love loves his car. Mm-hmm. He like likes. Mm. I think he's put more than just a, a gas nozzle into that <laughs> into the uh, yeah probably into the uh, yep. into that thing. Yep, yep. Right, let's move on. Yep. That's okay, gross. Cool. <laughs> uh, that, that explains why the transmission's failing. <laughs> probably right yep <laughs> but we digress moving along um joseph Corant, a francophone whose family had been in canada for almost as long as the natives was the sole proprietor joseph never joe was an elderly gentleman possibly in his late 70s and then it keeps going and going on with this very flavorful na- narrative description of the store clerk <laughs> joseph <laughs> never joe <laughs> 
and I sh- I shouldn't be complaining because I actually really enjoyed it. But it was like, is this character Nair setting out to like write his next great novel after he escapes whatever he did? <laughs> like, man's a poet or like, and possibly a prophet with like how he knows these people's like family history. I was gonna say, is he a psychic too? <laughs> like, yeah, like he knows like like it's suddenly like it's like <laughs> suddenly the narr- like suddenly a disembodied narrator came in is like. Uh, Joseph's family have been around since the uh, since uh, since when the early uh, early French settlers came into Canada and <laughs> set up little pl- uh, Pleasant Creek. Like it just went it went on and on like like fl- very flavorful and very like interesting. I was just like this whole story is kind of being told from the first person perspective of Nair. Why does Nair know any of this, <laughs> or is this just like guesstimations of like he just, he just likes he I think I think Nair just likes. Um, Describe like giving his own like backstory to people, maybe <laughs> based on when he sees them. Like like it kind of gives his own inner monologue about people. <laughs> or I wonder if when I first read it, I also was confused because I thought it was first person. Then all of a sudden, it's a narrator, basically. But I thought yeah. maybe it's because like after the events of all of this, he ends up staying in the town and getting no people, and he learns their backstories <laughs> after the fact. But no, probably not. <laughs> Based based on what happened at the end of the story, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Entirely possible um, that when he consumes the flesh, he also consumes their memories. Oh yeah, because like, I know uh, Lovecraftian ghouls do that. With they when they eat somebody's brain, they actually gain their uh, their person a uh, part of their personality and their uh, all of their memories. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that he consumed them, got their memories, and then decided to sit down and write a creepypasta. But what happened? Yeah, could be because no one will believe him anyways. Oh. Uh, yeah, 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 like they'll just end up in the uh, in the uh, uh, the mental ward. <laughs> like he gets it out of his conscience, right? That he did it. Like I told people, no one's gonna believe me, but I told them. Oh, that would actually be a really fucking cool like seed idea for a game where you're like a bunch of like detectives or cops looking for a serial killer who keeps leaving letters, like like these like messages or like these like he he, he keeps scrolling down, um, like pages of letter of like pages of a story of like the life story of a, of a family that he kills and they're like how the hell does he do this and it's because when he uh, the serial killer is like a, a weird werewolf creature or like a monster that tra- like transforms into a monster and after he's eaten the person he is plagued by all of their memories that are just flooding through his mind and the only way to clear his head is to write down their story their life their 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 family's life story not just write down <laughs> but tell someone else someone else has to read it yeah, so he's not like he's he acts funny until like one of the coroners or like the the detectives find the find the story on like on paper or he po- he he maybe like yeah in the digital age maybe he he just like starts like types it up and posts it on like creepost.wiki or like a blog somewhere like uh like dead samples dot uh blo- dot mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, like I I kind of like that. I I I'm, I'm I'm gonna jot down some of my own notes. <laughs> for this because i kind of like that as like um uh as like a, a a crime thriller like scenario with a supernatural twist is that like the killer is plagued by the memories of his victims until he like gets it out of his system and like has somebody else look at it yeah but, imagine uh, if he killed like a family of four and he has all of their memories simultaneously and all of their family's memories, like like basically like all like it's like their genetic memory of like that family, like how and like how they were like like at least like a couple of generations of the family. Mm-hmm. 
that would be like yeah uh, no wonder the guy's like deranged and, and like gotten even worse because he's like writing down like he's just he has to get these things out of his head <laughs> yeah you think it would be enough to stop him from killing in the future but he really loves killing either that i, I was just about to say like maybe it's a, like part of the curse like he can't help like killing like because it, it it triggers like kind of sporadically or when he gets too angry oh, or like, yeah because it's, yeah, it's like it a triggers situation yeah yeah and then he doesn't know what he does at like while he's doing it but then when he comes back to a human he's suddenly like overcome with like not just the the blood in his mouth and this and the taste of of long pig in his, down his throat but also like his head is just swelling with all of the memories and emotions of, of his victims that actually sounds like a really cool idea <laughs> yeah um I'm going to move on to the next thing here um, before we get too stuck in the weeds of uh, plot growers. Mm. <laughs> um, so, ah, my petite Fils has a tow truck. I'll telephone him and he'll be right over to fix you up good. So I did some Google, I did a Google Translate. Petite Fils is French for grandson. Yes. Um, and that is not the first. This is not the last time that this will come up. Uh, that, that me Google translating will come Likewise. up. Likewise, uh, as I go into the next comment. <laughs> so my next comment here. Um, he hadn't disappeared as he hadn't disappeared far as I heard him pick up a telephone receiver and dial. Bonjour, Alan. C'est votre papier. And then the next thing the, the narrator saying is like, I almost wish I had learned French in high school. You and I both. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully. Uh, I wish I had remembered French class in high school, like my basic French in high school. Mm -hmm. um, thankfully, for this and the rest of the French dialogue, I used Google Translate. Um, and I also want to cover, before I go into the translation and such, um, I, in this, uh, in this story, uh, or in the, in the story we did a couple of weeks ago, Kage uh, Cow, where it does something similar where like we get like a different language, like the monster is speaking a different language and the protagonist doesn't understand that language. Mm -hmm. So, um, but unlike that, unlike this story that we're doing uh, with uh, dead simple, that story translated as well. The, uh, the dialogue that was being said in Japanese. Mm -hmm. um, and it seemed kind of off. I, I can't remember which side of the, the fence I was on for like, if I liked it or not in the in story translation, but for this story specifically, for for what dead simple and the fact that we don't get a translation specifically in the story of whatever Joseph is saying to Alan, I really like that they weren't translated uh, and that I had to go out like go separately from this story and translate it myself if I was curious. Yes. Um, because and and because the character itself Nair doesn't didn't learn French or didn't learn much French in high school, so. Uh, he doesn't understand what's being said to him, was <laughs> or what's being said about him. Um, said was it a first person story, or was it? Uh, Kagekau was not a first person. Okay, story. Okay, then that's why he was translated. Yeah, but I, I I remember we were having an issue. We had an issue with like the fact that it was translated okay, in the story. Enough. But I can't remember. I, I I don't. It's been a couple of weeks, if not like a few, almost a month or more since we reviewed that. Uh, so I don't know. Which where where any of us sat on that? I know I know we had an argument about it, but probably. <laughs> I mean, it is us. Yeah, that's the thing we do. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this one. Um. Uh. So yeah, it's a uh, bonjour, Alan. Uh, c'est votre 
Pepier. I'm probably going to butcher the French because, again, I barely remember my French uh, in high school. So, yep. <laughs> um, however, I'm pretty sure it says, uh, "Hello, Alan. It's me, your grand, or it's it's your granddaddy." You know the way it uh. translated for me? It's your daddy. He's your daddy. Yeah. So I there's a couple of times Google. Well, it's Google Translate. So I kind of I'm I cleaned up the Google Translate to like what I thought was probably more or less being said yeah. in English. Like I I tweaked it a little bit to make it sound better because again Google Translate isn't a perfect translation. Um. So yeah. So a lot of my stuff is going to be like I I slightly modified it just so it read better in English and like like probably what it made sense what it actually was trying to say rather than just like the um the straight translation where it can kind of become broken English. I like my broken translation. Cause it's like, he goes back, <laughs> he goes back and calls him. He's like, your dad's here. He came back basically. <laughs> oh, man, Maybe that, I mean, that could have also been, it. it's like, Alan, your dad's here. <laughs> he doesn't remember. He doesn't seem to recognize me. Yeah. Oh, that actually has even darker tones. Cause like, jo- then that means Joseph, because Joseph is the grand is the granddad. So that means that like, that's his son. Like and that's why he was like Warren's like we don't want you back here. Yeah, back as in. Oh shit! Did I? Did we miss an entire? Or did did, did I miss an entire oh. like sub uh, subtext of the story? I don't think so because the next yeah. one gets translated to "There's a man here." Says his car isn't working. Yeah, that one. That's what I got. Um, I, I'm gonna actually. Uh, Future me is going to add in a proper like pro- well, I say proper. I'm just gonna like take this and just have like Google like pr- like say the say the sentence and then I'll just add that in. Yeah. So boop. Il y a un homme ici dit que sa voiture ne fonctionne pas. Yeah, and that one was like you said, there's a man here, says his car isn't working. So um, if that wasn't said, or if it just said um he says his car isn't working, then maybe, but it, he does just straight up call him just a man, like he doesn't know who he is. Yeah, so maybe, okay, yeah. Canon, could... I would love for him to be the father, <laughs> but he is not the father. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and like, because it could go either way at the end, like, either like he, he doesn't want him back, or because like he feels like some kind of connection to this place. And it, and Joseph does kind of insinuate that they've had issues or encounters with loop gurus in the past. Mm-hmm. So they don't want the their kind here, like their their people, their, their type here. So, because uh, obviously it causes trouble, as we find out later, <laughs> or at the very end of the story. Um, but moving on to the next thing here. Uh, so it's uh, again, boop. non, je ne sais pas il a trouvé cet endroit, and that is no, I don't know how he found this place. Is what how I cleaned it up, like when it did the uh, Google translation. That's how it looked to me. I didn't even have to clean. It I think I think there was something slightly off that was like. But I, I just like corrected like one word I think in it, yep. uh, and then uh, that's the end of the uh, the French for the most part. I think there's one more later you, on, but you, I, I Batard de Gatant, Mon Dieu, Mon Dieu, Batard de Gatant, and that's just my God, disgusting bastard. <laughs> yes, uh, because he's 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 spe- he's basically cussing in French. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Tabanac. <laughs> Uh, one of you guys should have said, "What did you say?" Because <laughs> Tabernacle is apparently like one of the worst cusses in French in in French Canadian oh, uh, s- s- cursing. <laughs> uh, anyway, m- moving there's, on. To there's the a reason that when I um, occasionally swear in public or whatever, I say, "Pardon my French." Yeah, <laughs> they swear a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Merde. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Um, I only know honestly before Mondieu Batard the tenth, which I'm now going to add to my uh, my repertoire. <laughs> like Mondieu, uh, it, I knew Merde, which means shit, mm-hmm. and Tabernacle, which is just like it's just uh, the French equivalent of saying Jesus because it's a, a fr- it's a it's a religious word oh, that it? uh, the, it's it's a French it's a it's a religious word being used as an expletive. <laughs> oh. Like Tabernacle is a uh, is it like a French? It's part of like a uh, like a church choir kind of thing, or like has something to do with like the church, uh, like chorus. See, yeah, <laughs> but it's just and a lot of French Canadian, and I'm not sure. Maybe it's also French like swear words in general. Like they tend to be just like reli- something something a word associated with like the church itself or like religion. That's just an expletive. <laughs> so I don't know if it's uh, Google Translate or not, but if you do English to French and type in shit. It comes out as mared. If you yeah. do English to French and type in fuck, it comes out as mared, but with a capital M. <laughs> yeah, so it's yeah, so mared is basically like shit or fuck. Um, oh, and I thought I hated English. They have two exact <laughs> words for two very different things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, mo- moving on. <laughs> um, so. Uh, yeah, going back a slightly, just aside from um, Mon Dieu, like the, the Mon Dieu Batard uh, de Gatant, um, we go to um, the part where the kids uh, encounter him at the at the uh, the picnic tables, and he's like, "You ask," he demanded of his sister. She giggled back to her brother and poked at him. "You wanted to know, Great Grandpa says you're a loop guru." The boy finally let out. He said, "What?" I wish in shock. It had been some. It had been so long since I'd heard that term. Most people didn't believe in my kind anymore. Those who did were too afraid to say anything t- for fear that doctors locked them up. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> that was not what I expected for the reaction. <laughs> I, I had initially expected this to start like, like the start when they're like, is like, what, what did he say? Like not knowing what a loop guru was or if, he, and the, or like, like, as it said, like, it's like, I hadn't heard that term in a while. Like, him knowing a slightly about it because and and for those of you not know i i brought up a little bit earlier but loop guru is basically a french canadian term for werewolf there's a lot of uh werewolf legends in and around quebec that they use a uh, loop guru as the the term for them. is there any mm-hmm. functional difference yeah. between a werewolf and a loop guru or is it just a different word for the same thing i uh yes actually uh, so werewolf transforms on the moon um like like traditional where like uh, the traditional popular werewolf they transform the moon they're uh, allergic to silver right loop gurus have a slightly more varied um setup they can tur- they i think they it, it, they have different triggers for being turn for turning into werewolves like this one I, I think actually anger like can they can turn from just anger like not even like with the full moon out right i didn't um, even think about that like if he's yeah. a traditional <laughs> werewolf where's the full moon right okay yeah. also uh lucrus can be hurt by onions um in some of the legends <laughs> Interesting. There's a couple. There's a couple of other like banes that loop, that loop gurus can suffer from. I will get on making an onion knife right now, just in case. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, so uh, farfetch, uh, uh, the weapon of a farfetched. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to run a game where you're where you're a Pokemon trainer with a, with a farfetch who hunts down werewolves in the Pokemon world. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh. What is he but actually moving? Pokemon like a leak or something? Yeah, which is a type of 
onion. Oh, is it? I, I don't yeah. know. Okay. Um, but yeah, so going back to this, yeah, when he like what what's a, like you're like what did he say? Like a loof guru? I've I've heard that term, but I wasn't sure what it was. And then like the story would have him attacked by one, not be one, and admit it so openly to the reader. Yeah. <laughs> like that threw me right off. Like that threw me for a loop. And but then as I was thinking about it, like like as I was reeling from that, like from him like just saying that he was, I started like thinking back on like some of the writing. And there are hints of it. It's just really subtle hints in the in the in the story before yeah. that kind of show that he was like a loop guru, um, like longing to run into the forest. That well, yeah, that um, he, there's a lot of description of, his, of of him smelling the place, yes, and like smells and stuff like that. And then like his his he's running from his troubled past, and we immediately assume that it was like a criminal thing, not that he was a monster. Yeah, something mundane. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So I, I actually like like that sent me reeling, but like in a good way. I was like, I was not expecting this, and I'm just like, I, I like suddenly put my hand under my chin. It's like, huh? And I have to start reading the story more. <laughs> reading intensifies. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like I'm just vibrating <laughs> as I'm reading. <laughs> reading intensifies. Uh, and then my last uh, actual thought here is that near the end. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole thing at the end. Like, like I could, I could read the entire end bit, which I love. I lo- I really enjoyed, but I'm just going to read this part here. Um, that's about when it happened. By God, I didn't want it to happen, but it did. Much like it did every other time. Why I had to leave Kapuskasing in the first place. So, and then it goes on and like him transforming and and not having recollections at the time of what he did until after he he comes back to human form. Uh, and then the whole like long pig, co- a long pig comment afterward as well, and I was like, I was not expecting this to be a werewolf story, or that Nair was the werewolf. <laughs> like it feels like this story to me anyway was setting up this little off the map town and its townspeople to be the focus of the horror, like cannibals or something like that, mm-hmm. not be the victims of of a of a werewolf. Um, good job to the story and the author for for kind of subverting expectations and and bait and switching it um because i did not see it coming and i enjoyed that i didn't see it um now i'm sure you guys might one of you guys probably saw it coming a mile away so like i'm just stupid but (laughs) wow (laughs) um but yeah like i really enjoyed that um like that whole like that, that that last bit was like I was just I was just reeling from the revelation. What a revelation <laughs> of of what was going on. So yeah, um, uh, but yeah, that's my that's my actual thoughts until the until our final thoughts. Um, so Mikey, the E stands for evil. So my my first actual thought here is from when the uh, protagonist is suddenly underwater. So the quote here, I suddenly became aware of eyes upon me. I looked out my side window. Two urchins. <laughs> nice. Like sea urchins? Yeah, I, yep. I get it. Yeah. You get it? <laughs> I, I get it. It's a play on the word. I like playing with my words. So I appreciate that you also like playing with your words. God, I hate you. <laughs> Mon, Mon Dieu, I hate you. There you go. 
<laughs> Wait, hang on. What's the word? What's hard? I hate. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, legitimately. Yeah, monsieur baton digatant. Hang on. I'm gonna actually look up a French word for "I hate you." <laughs> monsieur, je te déteste. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. I'll counter right. that with my own. Mon Dieu, Bubio Batard, which is my God, you beautiful bastard. <laughs> nice. <laughs> we should also specify, like, because this is Mikey's being critically silly on this. That's like, right. urchin is a term for like a dirty child. Yes. <laughs> or a dirty poor child, generally, but yeah, like a street urchin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we went a long way with before actually describing <laughs> that or clarifying that, rather. Yeah, I was like, I was gonna let it go, but then we kept like talking, like we kept doing like "Mon Dieu, beautiful, you beautiful bastard." <laughs> <laughs> but and then I was like, all right, maybe you know we've got lo- we we've treaded this long enough. I should probably actually bring that up mm-hmm. just before we end it. Did you do my my next actual thought, uh, which might be grammar? I'm not sure, but. Here's the quote. I slammed open the door and the cherry bells above rung out. So the what? Slamming open um usually doesn't really work because the door would have to hit something for it to be slammed. The wall. Like but pushing the wall. Most convenience stores most convenience stores have the Things on the door that stop it from going too far to hit the wall. It would still hit that, though. Right? Yeah, it still hit yeah. the cherry bells. No, but I'm yeah. saying it would still hit the stopper, and that would still make a loud noise. Yeah. Um. Well, I- I'm thinking more of those um, devices that are on the top of the door. Oh, um, like it's a um, a, like a shock. Yeah. This place looks like it's out of the what. 50s or something. 50s. <laughs> <So probably> yeah. <laughs> also, I just realized, did no one look up like cherry bells? No, because I knew exactly what they were. When you open what the hell's it when you walk into a convenience store and it goes like ding ding. Yeah, but it, che- oh the cherry bells. I guess it's like like describing them as like cheerful like sound. Because like I'm looking I'm Googling it right now and I'm not getting cheery at all. Like cherry bells. It's well it's basically just a bell that yeah. rings when the door opens. Okay. And he may be describing so, them as cherry because it's like two bells close together that look like cherries. But it's not spelled cherry. It's spelled cheery oh, as in like C-H-E-E-R-Y. <laughs> I know. Yeah. That, that's what I thought too. Yeah. And then I looked, I was like, wait, no, it's it's spelled cheery. <laughs> so grammar inquisition possibly, <laughs> but yeah. Or maybe cheery sounding bells. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The next actual thought here, um, I'm going to go back to a quote that was in Grammar Inquisition, but it's not Grammar Inquisition. Uh, uh, Mike, you're breaking all the rules. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's that I sort of like the analogy that he was going for. Okay. And the quote is, I could always tell when someone was lying. Just like the way someone can tell when it's raining when they're standing in the middle of the street during a thunderstorm. Yeah. 
so like it's just so plainly obvious that he can tell when someone's lying yeah yeah for some reason i keep wanting to like add on an extra analogy of like i can always tell when somebody's lying like someone can tell they've just been hit by a by a semi truck <laughs> head on <laughs> I don't know why, like, I kept having this analogy of being struck by a semi-truck. What do you mean, kept, like, repeatedly this came up? <laughs> no, no, yeah, like, every time I read it, like, when I, when I first read it, like, uh, last night, and then when I, uh, when we're here, like, we kept, you, when you brought it up in the grammar position, and then Mikey's brought it up now, I kept, like, wanting to add that analogy rather than the rainstorm. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is a lot shorter and to the point than, yeah. it's a little drawn out with the rainstorm. Yeah. Well, this well as we've established, Nair is a bit of a poet. Yes. <laughs> so, and he isn't even aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> that sound is what I live for. <laughs> Mon Dieu, Mert. Right. So, my my next actual thought is uh, when I was reading this. Uh, I was looking for the creepy factor. Yeah. And the creepiest thing before being told what the creepy thing is was the kids. I'm because they're because mm-hmm. they show up and then they're gone. They just run away. And and then when they showed up they were staring at him with their mouths open. Like with their mm-hmm. face against the glass, basically. Yeah, that's that's like you never want you really never want to have that happen to you when you're off the middle off the, off the Trans Canada Highway in the middle of butt fuck nowhere, <laughs> and there's just two kids just staring at you as you're like trying to get your car to start. <laughs> like it's just not a good time. Like that that shit just is like it, it oozes creepy like creepy fodder i feel like if you were a kid again cultist and you had the knowledge that you have now if you were in that situation, oh, I do this like every you'd be doing it and you'd be heightening it you'd be like licking your yes. lips and be like he looks delicious <laughs> yeah 100 percent. like if yeah i would 100 percent be doing this if i could go back in time and like with the knowledge i know now yes. like just like i would i would create entire urban legends <laughs> In in the in the places I lived, yes. <laughs> yeah. uh. so continuing on my actual thought, when it came to the point where it said, "Grandpa says you're a loop guru," the boy finally let out. For me, that came out of Left Town. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So, because I was really. Really expecting the kids to be creepy. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I was expecting this entire town to be creepy. Like the kids and the town are creepy. It's just yeah. they're not the problem. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, like I did say like earlier, like I after like after getting the revelation, I I thought back on what on what had been written and what I had read previously, and there were some hints about um about uh about Nair being a loop guru to a degree. But they are very subtle, and you'd only notice them if you knew uh, it, uh, as soon as you get to this point of like he's a loop guru. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Because, like, yeah, the, the part with him running in the forest, I thought it's just, like, because he's surrounded with trash right now. He would much rather go running in that nice-smelling forest than out here where all this garbage is. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, the whole wait for the uh, tow truck. It's like, oh, it's going to be three hours. And three hours pass quickly, as I dreamed. Like, well, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to take three hours. This pa- this pa- this story is only seven pages long, so we're just going to skim past those three hours. <laughs> three hours later. <laughs> yeah, legitimately. <laughs> uh, like, he is daydreaming. It is, it is kind of state that he's, like, dreaming or daydreaming while he's waiting there. But, like, yeah, that's, a, that's also a bit of a long... Um, a long wait for a small town like this. Like I imagine, I thought Alan would probably have lived in the same town, but I don't know. I could be off. Oh yeah. True. What the hell took him so long? Did he have to like fix his truck first? (laughs) Yeah. He had to get his car. Well, I was like, again, at this point, like I was still wondering, like if the town was going to like kill him or something, like kill Nair or go after Nair. Yeah. So like, I was still trying to like, like I was trying to like, I was thinking of like the worst case, like what are they plotting? That it's going to take three hours for them to prep. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm surprised Nair didn't go like, what the hell? Why is it going to take him three hours to get here? Yeah. Where are they? Kenora? <laughs> Thunder Bay? <laughs> well, um, basically, my explanation is it's the um, default answer Um for when you call a towing service, they say, "Oh yeah, we'll be there in three hours," and then you typically they typically get there sooner. But yeah. it's basically to cover their ass in case it does take three hours okay. for them to get there. Gotcha. Actually, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I just I finally I actually I I thought I had checked it like when I first found this story, like where Kapuskasing uh, is, and yeah, it's on it's on um. The Trans Canada Highway, uh, uh, Highway Eleven, um, and it's basically between, um, like it, it's it's a ways, but it's like between, uh, like like Timmins is to its south, and like Thunder Bay is like a good stretch to its west. So, okay, I'm actually curious now where how far it is from Thunder Bay. <laughs> Thunder Bay. Oh, never! <laughs> it's six and a half hours from Thunder Bay. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it's 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 up there uh, in the middle of the in the middle of the uh, the Canadian Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a ton of towns around it. So, but yeah, sorry, <laughs> slight tangent. <laughs> yeah, and then. My my next um, actual thought, which is my final actual thought before we get to final thoughts, is if he hates the car so much, why does he explode at the end? Like, it just, to me, that doesn't make sense. He's explaining how it's a Basically, a rust bucket <laughs> that's on its last legs. Their relationship is complicated. Yeah, he clearly loves that car. Yeah, their bond is stronger than logic. 
you heard him. It's about, a very to- about the gas nozzle. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's also probably a very toxic relationship. Like he probably abuses that guy. Yeah. yeah. So, but the, well, my thought process is that the tow truck is at fault, so they have to deal with it technically. But he blows yeah. up, and yeah. I mean, the guy Alan was kind of being a dick too. Uh, it just not not like in a bad way, but like not in like a like a like a uh, like an intentional way. But he's like, "Oh, it's not that bad." I mean, and it's like your whole blade arms off, <laughs> the radiator's <laughs> leaking, the like the, the lights cracked up. Like, it's not that bad. We can get it. We, it's no problem. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's like, no, I'm like, are you gonna pay for it? <laughs> like, I can that. He could have said yes. However, like again. It, uh, it, if if he's like uh, it, since he is a loop guru, like werewolf uh, lore and stuff, it tends to like where they're like they they tend to be like the the curse or like the nature tends to make them more aggressive and more like yeah. kind of quick to temper, right? So yeah, but in that case, like Joseph being a jerk to begin with could have set him off. <laughs> or it was the primer, like he was getting primed for like all the agitation. Like it was the needle, that like the guy was back. being, yeah, like Joseph was being sketchy, not letting him, like, uh, like, or like there was no gas in the gas station. This place is like sparse and empty. Like Joseph's being helpful, unhelpfully helpful, like in a way. Then like the car doesn't work. Goes back inside to talk to Joseph. Get his, get a phone call. Joseph is saying, "I don't have a phone." And then he's like, "Man, I just need a tow." It's like. Hang on, let me call my 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 uh, my grandson. It's like I thought you didn't have a phone. It's like not a public phone. It's like oh, you son of a bitch. Uh, I'd be getting frustrated, honestly. Yeah, at that water, point. Even yeah, at that I point, hear some water has shit floating in it. <laughs> yeah, here's yeah here's sediment. Yeah. So that oh, you're gonna have to wait three hours, three fucking hours in the middle of butt fuck nowhere, northern Ontario. Hey, grandkids, can you go um, to the loop guru and call him a loop guru for me? Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you can you accuse him of being a monster? <laughs> And then, like, he goes out there, like, gives him the water. Like, then he gets some snark from the guy. Like, well, uh, what? Like, you don't, you, my water not too, my water too good for you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Like, and then, like, then he gets the warning. He's like, we don't serve, we don't lack your kind here. You're gonna have to leave soon. <laughs> like, kind of like that mentality going. So it's like, there's a lot of things kind of just slowly building up over the course of the story. And it's like, yeah, no wonder he fucking snapped. I'd be, heck, I go to, I go to get my tires changed at the mechanics or at the dealership and i get frustrated when i have to wait more than 45 minutes yeah. he's waiting three hours so, and they're damaging his car further yeah i didn't realize how oh, many yeah. like <laughs> hurdles he had to climb over yeah so much shit happening to him uh, so mikey i uh politely agree to disagree on your stance here <laughs> Uh, as someone who quickly, who's quick to temper when it comes to car repair and such, <laughs> quick to anxiety at the very least. <laughs> I've been hurt too far. Too, I've been hurt too many times. No. Yeah. Well, the, <laughs> the uh, other way it could have gone because clearly they they cut off Alan. Yeah. That uh, it, it's not too bad. We can get that fixed overnight if you just go to this. Uh, uh, what was that uh, animatronic place in that movie called? Uh, <laughs> if you just go to Willy's Wonderland. 
that bit. And, and you just got to clean up the, oh my god, it's the same plot line. It actually is. <laughs> uh, for anybody listening, go check out uh, Willy's Wonderland, which is basically Five Nights at Freddy's, but if Nick Cage was the janitor. And never said a word. And was it also is amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a horror comedy. But it is so... It has no right being as good as it is. And I wish it wasn't <laughs> and Nick as Cage, as it honestly, Yeah. It, it is... It, it's a thing of beauty, honestly. Yeah. Like, no joke. Oh. We're not even joking. Yeah, no, no, yeah, we're not even joking. Like, it, legitimately, go see it. It's fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's into my actual All right. <laughs> uh, then Gamer. Okay. I stepped out of my rapidly aging Intrepid. Because it's an intrepid, not an uh, Impala, by the way. <laughs> I, you say that, I immediately filled it in and said Impala <laughs> really? in my head. Even after we yeah, give you shit there is there is something wrong with my head that's right funny. now. Like I keep like you, you're like out of my my quickly aging Impala. <laughs> <laughs> like that's I. You said intrepid. I registered. You said intrepid. My mind translated to Impala. You must be Impala. <laughs> he, he said it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, yeah. um. In regards to it being rapidly aging, I'm assuming that's not just because he's entered an anti-technology zone that surrounds Pleasant Creek, which rapidly rusts and decays any functional tech. That's that sounds like a really cool idea for a it game. <laughs> or like, it, like take the rust monster from D and D, like the, the 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 giant like crustacean bug monster that like just rusts and ages everything, and just make that like put that into the modern day, and it's either just like. Um, like an area effect it has, or it it is because it's been translated to a modern era setting. It is more of an anomaly than an actual creature. Or take that creature and like turn it into dogscape. The entire land is that creature. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the yeah the Canadian Shield around like uh, that that sits underneath a uh, Pleasant Creek is just a rust monster. Wow! My god! That, what, what type of metal do you think that Canadian Shield is made out of? Rusty metal. <laughs> Oh, because it's rust monster. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I got, I got it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Then in regards to the car, after every hour of driving, she would need to rest twenty minutes. Blah 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 blah. Uh, driving has been a nightmare, but it served me well in the past. Blah blah blah. You already said this. However, um, I don't know how to view the relationship he has with this car, whether it's like a guy pushing a dying horse to its destination or that said dying horse really trying its heart out to finish its job. The latter being truly intrepid, honestly, as the word intrepid is an adjective, which means fearless and adventurous. Probably why they chose that for its, for the brand. It'll last until it falls apart. Apparently at least this guy's version of it. (laughs) Yep. But I'll move on. This is in regards to the um, gas pump. Ancient dials on it still read the last amount of gas that the last customer had pumped. 48 liters of heart-stopping 35... Oh, at a heart-stopping 35 cents a liter. That couldn't be right. Ah, we get to the true horror. The inflation of gas prices these days. Hey, <laughs> I was actually—I actually had a note for this, but I took it off because as like I re- kept reading the story, it's like, okay, never mind. I'm like, like it, the... It, yeah, I thought it would be superfluous. However, since you're bringing it up, I'm going to bring up my okay. bill. <laughs> uh, so as soon as I like, yeah, 35 like cents for a gas for a gas. That can't be right. I was like, guys, I'm moving. <laughs> yeah, that too. 
<laughs> like as someone who has had to pay like a hundred dollars a week almost on on just a full tank of gas yeah i'm moving uh to to uh, pleasant creek i don't care what horrors i have to deal with let's be real those horrors are a selling feature for you yeah, you're right <laughs> <laughs> like let's be real yeah but i shall move on uh, wow <laughs> this is uh in reverse to joseph speaking to him by the way so when he first read um his name was Joseph, and then in brackets after it says, um, what does it say? Francophone? Oh. Never Joe or something like that? Oh, yeah, Joe, or Joseph, never Joe, was an elderly gentleman, possibly in his late 70s. Hmm. When, you, when you first read that, I it almost sounded like you said his full name was Joseph Never Joe. Like, never Joe was his last <laughs> name. Did we get it? I don't think we got, oh, no, we did get a last name. We got Corrant. Did we? Yeah, Joseph Coran. Oh. oh, yeah. A right. francophone whose family had been in Canada, blah, blah, blah. Well, I prefer Never Joe, but that's fine. Yeah, or it's Joseph Never Joe Coran. Yeah. <laughs> like, Never Joe's his middle name. Works. I'll accept that. Regardless, um, Joseph says, the first thing he says to him is something I can help you with. His accent was unmistakably Bushwhacker North. So, basically, we all know what that sounds like, but it should have also been said that it's... Uh, French as well, because I didn't immediately get French vibes yeah. from Bushwhacker North. Yeah, I, I got like more redneck than French Canadian, yes. and like yeah, like I I try like as it went on like as he, when he started going into more of his French stuff, I started going into like I tried like inflecting a, a French accent even while I was reading it aloud. But um, yeah, I, I kept going into like rednecky. A little bit more than it kind of seemed like Canadian. he got more and more French as it went on because towards the end he said a line, he is, like, and then yeah. Nair is like, after reading through his thick accent, I answered him. Like, it, it took him a little bit to think about what he said. Meanwhile, that's the only time he stuttered on what he was saying, like, yeah, he knew right away before, so I didn't know he was French right away, basically. Mm-hmm. And also, um, when it when he was described Bushwhacker North, I immediately viewed him as one of the Bushwhack. As soon as he said that he's Bushwhacker North, I immediately viewed him as one of the Bushwhackers from the old WWF. Oh, That's okay. What he looked like to me. Look it up. Look it See, up. Real quick. To, okay. Yeah, Bush, Bushwhacker? What is it called? WWF Bushwhackers. That's his face. Oh, God. I can't. Yeah. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> their faces yeah, their entire shtick was making oh. stupid faces and like looking licking the side of each other's heads i think oh my god <laughs> see i was thinking of um the guy who plays marv from uh uh from uh from uh from what's it called um yeah from home alone um daniel stern that's that's who, how i envisioned uh him looking like he's like uh an older daniel stern fair enough because uh, he because he was the main uh, actor in Bushwhack. Oh yeah, that's a good movie. <laughs> it really wasn't that great of a movie. <laughs> I had fun with that. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> regardless, it says he's bold. By the way, yeah, that's true. So it, the Bushwhackers from the, the WWE were way better because they're pretty much bald. <laughs> Them older, like yeah. they're already losing their hair back then. So I'm sure they're bald as hell now. Yep. Anyways, regardless, moving on. Mm-hmm. Where my notes go? There we go. Where am I? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh God, I'm in Pleasant <laughs> Creek. <laughs> and then my last note is basically just in regards to the twist ending, which isn't really a twist. 
because him being a looper was called out many a paragraph ago. Honestly. Was it? Did I miss yeah, something? When the kid like, said, you're a freaking loop guru. And he said, yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Like, that's for me, that was when the twist yeah. happened. Like, technically, that is. Um, but then at the yeah. end, the transformation, you see it coming a mile away because well, they say he's a loop guru. Yeah, no, for sure. I, I don't think they were trying to, like, pull one over on you. I think we were basically waiting for the inevitable to happen once we got the primer of he's a loop mm. guru. So, yeah, after the transformation yeah, yeah. and realizing mm-hmm. that, oh, right, he could just transform when he gets angry. I, after yeah. knowing that and going back over it and reading Alan backing up the truck and seeing that he's like visibly sweating, I'm assuming now that's because he knows that he's a werewolf and he doesn't want to fuck this up and anger him. It's not because yeah, it's his granddad probably it is told him about it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, because his his granddad like warns the warns the town basically that he that they have a loop guru in mm-hmm. town. That being said, he didn't warn him on the phone. No, well, not that again. It was, there's three hours, so maybe he called, made another oh, yeah, call. Maybe. It's entirely possible. <laughs> yeah. Or when he showed up, he's like, "Dude, he's a loop guru." It's like, oh, "Fuck, really?" I would have came out here. <laughs> Shit, just don't hit his his car. I swear. Like, or like he called him, and that's why it took three hours because uh, he was like basically getting like a bunch of like getting onions and and silver yeah. stuff. Totally, but yeah, um, I guess that's about it for my notes. Okay, so uh, I suppose we'll move on to final thoughts. Uh, so it had a lot of character in the writing for me. Uh, I enjoyed that. Uh, the bait and switch caught me off guard. Like, n- not again. Like, not like, oh, he transformed. Like, I like when the kids just blatantly tell him that, like, like say that, are you a loop? Guru? You're a loop guru, right? And like, like our grandfather said, and then him admitting it, <laughs> and like, like that threw yes. me off. And then it was a really cool, like, but it was like in a good way for me. Um, there's some things that the story needs to get kind of fixed a little bit, like grammar wise. But I mean, that's, I, it, like, it's not as bad as some of the other stories we've done. Um, and there, I mean, again, like there's all like gamer often says there's all nothing's ever perfect. So nothing is who was phone um, except who was phone. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, unless the phone in the behind the behind the curtain. <gasps> Alan was Joseph phone. goes to. <laughs> Alan was phone. Oh my God. The call. The phone call is coming from inside the gas station. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, there there are a few questions uh, by the end of the story, um, but I don't feel they necessarily need answering. Like, I'd love to see more of this this character and like the setup um, developed. Um, but I uh, but otherwise, like I'm also fine with it being left as like just this like vignette of a story of like just like this guy going into this town. You think that the town's going to kill, like going to be the scary thing but then it turns out the scary thing is actually hit the the narrator um like those are always kind of a fun little like short story um uh, uh trope or genre um so yeah um i i, I don't think anything's changed like we we've talked about a fair bit about the story like the 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 lows and highs but ultimately the highs outweigh the lows for me so i'm going to still recommend this story Mikey, these stands for evil. Well, the thing that annoyed me 
was that if you take away the supernatural, take so take away the loop, take out the loop guru. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the story still remains intact for the most part because his car breaks down. He has to wait three hours for a tow truck, only for it to be damaged, and then he just blows his top. Yeah. And kills everyone. And we're it's revealed earlier that he's sort of getting away from the city, so and as Cultus pointed out, we assume that's for criminal reasons. Yeah. So in that aspect, does it need the supernatural? Probably not, but I mean, like you could I, I you could do either or in this case. Hmm. Although if there's no supernatural, there's no twist because it says mm-hmm. right away he's getting away oh. from the previous town because of reasons, and then those are the reasons. Yeah. yeah. Also, the loop guru angle is inter- is interesting because like when you go up to that far like th- to that location, like up near uh, Kipus- Kip- yeah. I really apologize. I'm really if I'm glad that, that wrong. Mike and I have never I'm had sure to say I've... this word, and you've had to say it like 15 times. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the town of Kapuskasing. Uh, I'm sure I've said it wrong, and I'm going to continue to apologize. I'm Canadian. Hello. Um, um, but like that whole stretch of, of like the northern Ontario area um, is a, like like Timmins specifically, uh, and like north of Timmins, there's a lot of French uh, French settler uh, towns and such. So to me, like the use of the loop guru in that area actually like made a lot of sense for if you're going to have a supernatural thing, not just have it be like a standard werewolf. Or, or as Mike was yeah. saying, not well, supernatural at all. Which, honestly, yeah. I believe most yeah. of the time, non-supernatural is scarier than supernatural because it could actually happen. For sure. But there is also kind of a thing where like, you want to use the supernatural thing as a... So so your story isn't too like like squiggy or like too skeevy and like real. Like sometimes like for like it, it's good to have like a catharsis, which is where like kind of where where you use the um the fantastical mm-hmm. in place of a mundane aspect. Well and I mean for me the drop of Loop Guru Cameron of Left Town mm-hmm. and the author had three hours in story where he could have explained what the protagonist was dreaming of. Like, dreaming about running through the forests and um, potentially hunting something. Like, and then at the end, you could have Alan yell, Loop Guru! Or yeah. Like, add more foreshadowing to the Loop Guru is what I'm, what is what I would have enjoyed more. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I think that's where I stand. Okay. Cool. You did not say your recommendation. And gamer. <laughs> <laughs> I gave it at the beginning. Forgot. So you're sticking with your not recommendation. Right, I forgot yeah. it's up gotcha. there now. Okay. So okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll get there. We'll, we'll get. We'll get back. We'll. 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 We'll get used to this. That is weird. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me though, um, the story went by okay. It was nice to see a story from the eyes of the monster. I say monster, but you don't truly get to see what happens when he changes, like we assume. But um, yeah, like, and also we shouldn't see what happened when he changes in this case because that's he doesn't have his full mental faculties when he transforms, so he wouldn't have memory of it, so we wouldn't know because this is first person. It's not told by a narrator, even though his name is Nair. Shit's confusing. It's fine. Um, <laughs> well, only Nair because I it's a placeholder yes, name. <laughs> but yeah, the story went well. It um it tied up any threads that it started. I'm kind of surprised that the locals didn't bend over backwards to help him though, knowing what we know or knowing what they know about Nair. Like Joseph was being kind of a jerk to him. And yeah. if he knows his shit, which he should at this point, he should know don't piss him off. Just don't do that. <laughs> like, so why is he being like passive aggressive and just kind of a jerk to him? These should yeah. be like when he shows up, these should be the most enthusiastic, helpful people to the point that they are creepy because of how helpful and nice they are. That's how nice they should be to him right now. But they're the opposite of that for some reason. Do they have a death wish? (laughs) Yeah, honestly, that was one of, again, out out of the questions that I said, like I, I, that I feel that the story could, could needs to be answered. That's kind of up at the top is like, how does Joseph know that Nair is a, is a loop guru? Like, how is that so obvious? He to just Joseph? knows. It's like, it's like when you're standing outside in a thunderstorm, you, you know, it's raining. <laughs> <laughs> so like, as Nair knows that Joseph's lying to him, Joseph knows. So, so as Joseph, as Nair knows that Joseph is lying to him, like, I'm, like somebody knows that it's raining while they're out in the street in a thunderstorm. Joseph knows that Nair is a, like, a, a loop guru as a person knows when they've just been struck by a semi-truck head go. on. <laughs> Brought it around, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Also, that would make it seem like they're going to be the antagonist in this because of how creepy and obsessive they are with like taking care of his every need while he's there and cleaning the place up quick for him and stuff like that because that's a mess. It would... Yeah. And honestly, like, it would make the twist sorry, better sorry. because it's focusing on the the humans being so nice to him, which is not normal. Yeah, and like, I don't know what this says about me and my my views on like small towns and so. It, obviously, it's it's skewed by by pop culture and like horror movies and stuff. But like, yeah, if if the story went that way of like the town is like being really polite and really nice to this guy. I'm immediately thinking, A, they're Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> but but B, they're cannibals that are basically um prepping like trying to treat their 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 meal their next meal with um like they're trying to butter up their meal both emotionally and like physically. Yeah. Which is also a way it could go. Maybe werewolf meat is really tasty. <laughs> yeah, maybe. If that's yeah, yeah. Or this suddenly becomes cannibal or redneck cannibal versus werewolf or versus loop guru mm-hmm. like one of those like really bad sci-fi uh, sci-fi yes. movies but regardless in a way i kind of do feel like or do wish it stayed with joseph and the townsfolk being the horror because again it kind of the way everything is described it seems like they're the weird ones and he's normal yeah and like yes i i know nair is a loop guru and that doesn't have to change but just because he's a monster doesn't mean he has to be a monster, if you know what I mean. Zangief said it best. It's like the Wreck-It Ralph. 
Yeah, like, yeah, like in the Wreck-It Ralph movie. Just because he's a bad guy doesn't mean he's a bad yeah. guy. And it'd be interesting to see him like avoid trying to be captured or killed by the townsfolk, while he's also mm-hmm. avoiding trying to avoid turning into a, a loop guru because he doesn't want to kill them because he's because he doesn't like going on the run and like actually killing. So he doesn't want to kill any of these people. But and so he's trying his best to like while the rest of the town is just losing their shit and trying to kill him because it's that kind of mob mentality that you get from like Frankenstein where like Frankenstein wasn't a- Frankenstein's monster wasn't actually the mon- really wasn't sp- super the monster. It, a lot of the time the the mob that's chasing him is portrayed as the monster. Yeah. Like he just wants to live. <laughs> yeah. It'd be kind of cool to do this in a way like you have Nair as the loop guru like he's not like it's hinted he's a loop guru whatever and all that bad things are happening townsfolk are trying to kill him eventually he turns and then at that point in the story sorry at the whole point of the story it's been first person basically through his eyes and then at that point it shifts perspective to like the main um townsfolk person seeing him transform and then all of a sudden he has to try to survive as Nair is murdering all of his friends and he has to like get away and stuff like that. What type of story yeah. is that where the perspective changes? Um, I think it's a transitionary story. I mean, that sounds uh, right. let, me, let, me, let me quickly Google that. Uh, the story changes the perspective. I don't think we've read many stories that switch like that. And th- this is a, a cool example to do that in, in my opinion. I think it might just be called a perspective story. Or like, a, hang on, let me... Let's just... Did I invent something cool? <laughs> um, I, I doubt it. That's... No, I doubt it. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't mean that that way. I meant like, like I like everything's oh, been yeah. done. So I'm sure there is a term for it. It's like uh, how I found out that like, uh, basically the found footage equivalent of a story is epistolary, yes. where it's like all done through like scrap pieces and stuff of that of different like bits of media. Um, what is it called when a story changes perspective? Sounds like a simple question. Yeah, you think so? I'm, I'm like, like doing uh, so far. I'm just finding literary device. Like the literary device of it is an alternate point of view, uh, is a complicated narrative form. But if done the right way, it can be, uh, it can make for a very captivating read. The technique combines the depth of a single character's perspective with the versatility of switching between characters. So yeah, it's uh, an alternative POV. Okay, is is the uh, it's a literary device in stories. It's not a specific genre of okay. story. As far as I can find, uh, if anybody out there who's listened to us has an answer, it was like if, if there's actually a genre of that kind of story, or like a aside from alternate POV, uh, please leave us in a comment, uh, a comment in the comment section wherever this is posted, or on Twitter, or an email. That being said, from the sounds of it, this sort of thing would make it a lot harder to write, and because like especially because if it's in first person, it has to sound like it's a different person. You know, like not just yeah. their voice, but the way that they're describing and seeing things as well. Yeah. So it'd be very hard, but it'd be an interesting take on it. Actually, hang on. What's a second person point of view? Isn't that someone? I'm, I'm, I've never actually. Someone telling a story about someone story. else or something? A second person narrative is a story where the main character's actions and thoughts are expressed using a the personal pronoun you to address the oh. reader. The story is unique uh, is unique due to the implication that the reader is the main character of the story. Literary novel novels written in from this point of view are very rare. So it's like you are going to this place, you are 
walking into Joseph's store. So, uh, you are D and D night. You're telling us second person stories. Yeah, we're helping you create Basically. second person stories. Yeah, that honestly, that's that's a very yeah, like like uh, a, a, tabletop RPGs are probably a very good example of like common use of second person perspective stories. Wow. We learned something today here. In my extremely <laughs> and for, drawn out recommendation section. Yeah. Yeah. And if anybody wants to listen to our, our tabletop RPG games, they can check out our sister podcast, One Less Die, which is an actual play podcast with a variety of different systems and, and campaign settings that we nice run. Plug. <laughs> yeah. In the middle of your That's final thought. Mine had to get dragged out anyways. <laughs> so regardless, I, yeah. I like the story. There's obviously ways to make it better. What was here was good. Um, the the twist I did not see coming, just like you. But the twist happened a little early for me. I kind of wish it was said a little later so it could be more surprising. Yeah, I it, it was just like it wasn't so much the the twist. The, there was no twist ending in this. It was like suddenly a twist in perception mm-hmm. of like who the whole like what exactly is going what the situation is the situation is it's like a like a government official like the situation has changed sir Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's a loop he admits he's a loop guru but in my opinion (laughs) i i would like the double change where it's oh it's changed he's a loop guru oh but it's changed he's a loop guru but he's not a dick and the people around you that you thought were dicks before are actually still dicks (laughs) you know yeah like they're they're not they're not actually like he's like yeah it's like you thought they were going to suddenly become the victims no no they're still assholes they're still the monsters the monster is now the mm. victim so then they start chasing him and then he does turn into the monster then jokes on you again they are going to be the victims now <laughs> ah the triple Hell hamlet yeah. <laughs> uh, also the very final thanks. thing i have to say what is dead simple yeah. about this the title <laughs> you're you're kind of right like what is dead simple about this like i kind of pull i kind of found a way to use it for that rpg scenario fodder like earlier like where like the guy is like jotting down the life stories of the people he kills on like a blog entry that's just dead samples or like dead sample like because it's a sample yes. of the dead right but like what's dead simple about this story it's in fact it's dead complicated <laughs> Yeah, but in a good way. But regardless, like, yeah, there's nothing simple yeah, about no, it. Yeah, I don't I'm not entirely sure what the title is supposed to I indicate. Here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Confusing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it might be points against the story, but I've already I've already made up my mind. I like the story. Hey, we, we structured this in a way that us saying things can change your perception on things. Yeah, but I still like like You're again, I still that's fine. Like the story, so yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a good question. And if you, are the audience, know want to want to let us know what you think "dead simple" is in the story <laughs> after getting this far, <laughs> please let us know. So, uh, I think you you gave your uh, yes. your your final thought there, right? Yeah, your recommendation. Yeah. Okay. So. Um, and yeah, you can you can leave us a comment in the comment section below where this gets posted, whether it be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Uh, we're all on Twitter. Mikey is at the E stands for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow, but without that W because his name yep, is very long. Check my Twitter. 
<laughs> my weekly check of Twitter because I just <laughs> yep. found it. Yeah, your yeah. weekly check, yep. Uh, and I'm at Review Cultist. You can also send us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-E-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. Where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas, SCPs, spooka things. You creep it, we'll peep it. Yeah! Uh, and if you'd like to help support our show financially, you can go to Patreon. Select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have $2 and $5 tier with special episodes, early access, extra content. And because it's kind of related to werewolves... Right now, as of this episode getting posted, we have a review that me and Adam from the RPX podcast did on our Patreon for Patreon backers of the first Twilight novel. My God. So it is a two and a half hour review. (laughs) 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 And I would just like to say here, uh, because this is the first episode that is being recorded at the time of that that review going up on our Patreon, thank you, Brownie, for backing our Patreon and donating the audiobook of Twilight for me to do that review. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> thank you for putting him through so much pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we really do actually. I do actually appreciate it. Um, and and honestly, like any to all our patrons that are helping support our show by by backing us on on Patreon, thank you immensely because you're helping keep those hosting bills at bay, and we very much appreciate that. <laughs> um, and to our listeners and the authors of these stories, thank you immensely because without your listenership, it would be like screaming into the void. And without your authorship, without sharing these stories online, for us for for the world to 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 see and share. We really wouldn't have much of a show because we'd have nothing to talk about. So thank you. Until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. The E stands for evil. I'm the gamer in yellow. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Au revoir. Sleep well.